not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Hosted by Bruce and Steve. (laughs) The sound of a man trying to get off the phone with his mother. Yes. (laughs) That and then just this whole Zoom thing. Uh, You know, you kind of get exasperated. It's like, can I just save the join with audio setting? Do we have to do this every time? Right, right. Yeah, uh, I always half the time I forget that mine is running through the board. Mm-hmm. I have to pot up the USB to get sound <laughs> before I don't pick up anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, "Wait, everything's plugged in, right? Oh, wait, just push the slider up, dumbass, and it's <laughs> and everything will work just fine. Everything works. Whew. So, how are you, sir? Uh, we're okay. <laughs> that was underwhelming. Uh, you know. It's just been like that. <laughs> how was your How was your con weekend? It, it was just okay. It really? Was, uh, yeah. Isn't that one? Of, isn't the one y'all have pretty big? It's biggish, biggish, biggish. Um, but uh, you know, they. Um, so first of all, I was going to work a friend's booth, right? And he called called it off like the, the the event was thursday and tuesday night he's like i'm sick my doctor has told me i can't travel so oh wow <laughs> does he have to eat that booth rental then That's no the he point. was able to they had a waiting list so he was able to get oh good and he tried to get it like sold to somebody and that didn't quite work out uh and i can see why um you know i think they had a show here in the fall to make up for the covid shows that we missed right and I think it, they're just too close to each other that, you know, like, so I took Friday off. I went down Friday. I got my tickets at will call. I was one of the first ones in the door. Uh, I had like a little shopping list of things I was looking for. Uh, first booth, I just stopped in because they had some Mondo mugs. They had some other colorways of the lawgiver. And uh, yeah, there we go. Right there on my new shelf. <laughs> I like it. As, but I turn around and they had a, a Greedo Geeky Tiki, which is one of the nice. ones I've been looking for. Nice. So okay, boom, done. There we go. Talked to that guy for a while. Uh, was looking for a couple of pops. Went into the sub guy's booth. Uh, boom, boom. They had two of the three on my list. <laughs> what were you searching for? Uh, Japanese Spider Man. Oh, we've talked about that. Yeah, which is just a bizarro. I, I want to find complete episodes to see if the whole show continues this schlocky uh, Power Ranger uh, just bizarro stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, and then uh, Scotty Young was there and oh, cool. I got a poster from him. He's local so, to Kansas City, right? He's, he's local somewhere. Yeah, he's not far away. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah, within an hour, I had done everything pretty much on my list. That's the danger uh, of so a small I'm, con, uh, or small, uh, or big-ish. We'll, we'll, we'll cut, split the difference there. It's, yeah. the, it's not like 18 miles of convention center that you got to get through. There, you run that risk of hitting all your marks early. 
And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, by 2.30, I, I went in, the doors open at 1. By 2.30, I was like, um, I've talked to everybody I wanted to talk to. Uh, there's a guy who does like 3D printing, mm-hmm. and he does Darth Vader as Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> and uh he didn't have any with it but he's his he's like yeah he goes i sold out of them at the last show he goes my wife's printing up a bunch more he goes uh here's a coupon card for the website nice. <laughs> you know? um because i was like yeah i came specifically looking for he goes i guess i got the little ones like yeah but they're they're only like two and a half inches tall i want the i want if i want one i want one that's like six inches tall that you know what that is that's <laughs> that's vader the redeemer um <laughs> Yeah, you that's know, I good. Should, I should have told that guy. Somebody did El Santo as that. Oh no, not what? As three, not as a three D print, but as just like a statue of El Santo the Redeemer. I need that. Oh, but you're never gonna find it. I've been looking for years. Oh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> I even was. I wait a minute. I was cruising uh, Mexican uh, toy stores online trying to find this. Thing. All right. Well, never mind then. Thanks for getting my hopes up. But now that I'm thinking about it, I should maybe throw that out there and say, hey, you know, if you've done Vader as Christ the Redeemer, can't what you a, just uh, drop a wrestler's head on there and uh, do yeah, a right. yeah. No kid, Seriously. Tell him you, you can sell at least two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's print on demand, so that shouldn't be a problem. Right. Yeah, because he would go nicely in that empty space right there next mm-hmm. to my fabulous furry Hancock brothers, El Santo. Here we go. So, yes, yeah. it would be a perfect compliment. Yes. So, so yeah. So, but I, yeah, I was like blown through it in no time. I did finally find Kingston and he was at a panel. Of course. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he posted pictures. I knew he was there. That's why I asked you to look him up. But, uh, I think he had Lawler with him. And then I, he posted a couple of pictures. One, he was with, uh, uh, Zach Morris. And, uh, I forgot what the other one was. Well, he, it turns out he was over there in the celebrity area, which is okay. why I couldn't find him with like small press and that stuff. Because um, he had Lawler with him. Because he had Lawler with him. And so I eventually, I, yeah, because I, I, I finally like go, oh, I should probably use it, the programming guide. That'd be the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, yeah, I went over there and it's like gone until 3.30. My daughter and babe was like, God, we've been here for two and a half hours. I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I'll uh, I'll uh, have John reach out to him on our behalf because I I know him but not well enough to approach him. Yeah, I, I don't know that he remember my name. He'd know my face, but well, he remembers my name or face. And you know, hey, dickhead, how's it going? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I pretty good. Yeah. yeah, daughter's yeah. right here, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, I'll I'll facilitate that, but I think we can get him. But I have decided though that you know supposedly our our, our passes to San Diego still good yes. after two years. Yes. Here's here's what I think we should do if we go if because you, you have Thursday passes too. I do. I have three. I still need to see if I can secure one for the missus. for Laura. Yep. But I think that we should uh, we should go and every uh, Assassin's Creed cosplay we can get, get a picture with him and tag it as Moon Knight. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I love that. I thought about it as we're leaving, you know, sound assassin creed. I was like, oh babe's like, what? I go, I can go back, get that guy's picture and just tag him as Moon Knight and just just casually say as I walk away, oh thanks, man. Moon Knight's my favorite. And then just walk away. <laughs> Don't stop. That is good. I like it. We're gonna do that. We're gonna we can you know we because we actually rented a, a house. 
the other day, which well, you and I will talk about later. But uh, for the for the week, so we can go oh wow, them. yeah. I mean, Laura found one. You know, she's a genius at that stuff. Um, so there may be some some crash space for you too. Uh, okay, but um, because we're gonna just do like a family thing. You know, we get the yeah, one day yeah. of passes. There's plenty of stuff to do. Probably come in Wednesday, leave Sunday, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, but like just even like just wandering around like <laughs> randomly snapping Assassin's Creeds all week. <laughs> Which avatar Conchu are you? <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to do one year at Comic-Con and I've just never had the stones to actually do it. The that uh, pro wrestling tees website. Mm-hmm. They make one. That's the old Andy Kaufman women your gender world champion and i want to do like an andy kaufman cosplay with that and like a pair of uh gym shorts and like thermals <laughs> and my high tops and get like one of those toy like divas belts and like <laughs> like challenge all the female cosplayers just to like put me in a headlock or something i think it'd be hysterical as a photo essay <laughs> <laughs> yes you should totally do that <laughs> We'll do that one year when my wife's not there. Um, <laughs> she may not appreciate it. Yeah, she wants really. No, but I think it would be a lot of fun. And you could get a lot of play, uh, a lot of participation. Not play, participation. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, the yeah, importance yeah. of verbs. Um, so um, let's see. What was I going to tell you? I don't know. Oh, we're painting our house. Oh, fine. Did you know there's like 8 million shades of white? Yes, I did. God. Because there's so cool whites, gray whites, classic whites, vanilla yellow whites, whites, yellow whites, creamy, cool, funky, fresh. Neutral I'm like, white. There are so many swatches of white paint on different walls in my house. And she went to the hardware store this afternoon and bought more while I was watching Moon Knight. And I'm like, I, I stopped paying attention when you wouldn't let me get the November rain. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you got my hopes up and I'm checking out And then out you, you dashed them out. Yeah, I'm out. Pick a white. I don't care. Why? Not? My least favorite word ever is grayish. Grayish. <laughs> just pick a color. It's gray or it's beige. I don't. It just whatever. So yeah, that's grayish, going on. Grayish, baby. <laughs> just grayish. So yeah, that's going on in my house right now. They've started Thursday. They did Laura's um, office because she was getting new office furniture on Saturday. So they did that immediately. Amen. And um, so that's kind of that's all done. So she's ready to work tomorrow. Meanwhile, we relocated my office upstairs and there's some things that aren't working. So I've got to, you know, get that fixed in the morning. But anyway, um, yeah, that's happening. So lots of fun. I'm still, my house is in disarray. Uh, she keeps piling shit out here in the garage so that I can barely squeeze through to the studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> like, there's no more room in the garage. Well, no, just to put it, no, then I can't get through the narrow hoarder tunnel that I have to get to the place I need to be. So. Oh, yeah. I did see, going back to the Comic-Con, yeah. I did see actually uh, a Conchu and Moon Knight cosplay. But, like you know. Bird Skull Conchu? Bird Skull Conchu. Okay. Yeah. But it was the... Um, you know how like you talk to some of those people at, at comic-con that you can't get away from them 
Yes. They look like one of those couples that you like walk up to and go, oh man, cool costumes. And they're like, yeah, this is my favorite character. I've always loved Moonlight. And I'm so glad to see that they're doing this and they're making the Lemire uh, storyline with the, the insanity thing. And you're just like, um, yeah. my daughter's in danger of being molested by that <laughs> Superman over there. I got to go. <laughs> something about faster than a speeding board i don't know um, i don't know what's going over there but i gotta go break it up <laughs> turns out i am kryptonite <laughs> oh, <laughs> big daddy good. k <laughs> what, what? What, what yeah you going down soups you going down <laughs> Rolling that up jerry with- curl little thing there and just <laughs> right <laughs> why has no one ever done that like just bizarro just right into a knee slam bang uh, oh send it to tom king he'll work it in there <laughs> <laughs> oh i saw rob liefeld doing an appearance at the austin books and comics in a couple of weeks oh fun Take i'm excited cocaine. i'm excited not to go <laughs> <laughs> I can't Seriously. get there. I can't get there. I have feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t- potential uh, potential title right there. I can't go. I have feet. I can't go. I have feet. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, John Romita Jr. was there at ours. Okay. And I did want to actually like get something signed by him, but his signing schedule <laughs> did not coincide with my attendance schedule. <laughs> uh- <laughs> How about his? How about his signing price? Did that, that align with your? Uh, you know, I didn't see signing price because, like, uh, Scotty Young was signing stuff. He's like, first five signatures are free, uh, five dollars after that, and then that's fair. That's <laughs> he fair. Was like three uh, tables over from the uh, the the authenticators and the mm-hmm. greeters, so for twenty bucks, one of them would come over and watch him sign to authenticate your signature okay so it was just like and, and then i'm standing in the line and these guys come over and they're like uh witness uh can i get a witness and i was like can i get a witness no nobody, nobody yeah <laughs> um but yeah they would stand there and they would watch him sign it and they'll go uh put it in their plastic box Put it in the plastic box and you'll never see the interior art ever again. All right. The interior art. What was the story? I don't know. <laughs> I just bought it because he was there signing that it. it's 9.8. It's fucking sweet. Don't you think? Uh, uh, <laughs> 9.8. Woo! No, there was a guy there who's like, he goes, I get these signed for myself. You know, and he's like, I'm a big fan. I get these signed for myself. He goes, my personal feeling is that with like 10 different grading companies out there and everybody getting every book graded, uh, he goes, it's a matter of time where he goes, I can get more for like a variant cover, just newsstand price than the graded version. <laughs> it's kind of the holographic cover situation all over again. I think so. I think so. And, and you know, it's kind of cool for an older book, but I mean, these guys are like grading you know, right off the newsstand to the graders. That doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like that's that book's not going to be worth anything because the writer sucks and the artist is terrible and the character is lame. I don't care if it's in number one. <laughs> yeah, unless the, you know he's going to show up in, a, in an Avengers in, a, in an MCU movie in the next two years, you're not you're wasting your time. 
Exactly. Or unless it's Terrier by Night, which, you know, is money well spent. That's going to be fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we've sort of tiptoed around it, but should we talk about Moon Knight some more? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Because we could talk about it from two different ways or multiple ways. As as is appropriate. As is appropriate. (laughs) I've been blowing through the Epics collection. Okay. And it is kind of fun to, you know, because you've heard me complain that anchors can either make you or destroy you. Yes. Is that when you look at the early Sienkiewicz run, who the anchors are, the strongest ones are the ones where he inked himself. That he, there knew is what, no he, knew, he knew what he wanted it to look like. Yeah, because there's some that you're like, that doesn't look like his art at all. And then you go, oh, Claus Jansen. He's going to make it look like Frank Miller, I, except that the bones aren't Frank Miller's bones. So this just looks like hot garbage. <laughs> you know what? I, I blew through those last before the last podcast. And and I know what you're talking about. I, I remember thinking the same thing without consciously knowing, thinking about the inker. But there were some where it was like, well, this doesn't look like his artwork where the last issue did. And I thought that was odd. Yeah, when you go back and look, and, and some of them were the, you start to also watching his his layouts change and become more dramatic and his his drawing become more kinetic, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch that happen. And then just for my own amusement, I re- have been reading some of the later stuff where it's Mr. Knight stories. Mm-hmm. And I got to say that some of those are just unreadable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have fairly well read even some of the most recent uh, run. I think we talked about that last time where suddenly he and Marlene have a mystery child that was fathered by Jake uh, rather than Stephen or Mark. And neither of the other personas knew about it, which is a weird take, but interesting. Uh, Marlene was, was ready to get down with Jake uh, only apparently. Um so yeah, the character they just never have a consistent handle on. Yes, Marlene uh, Stockholm. <laughs> well, let's talk about Marlene and how she's not Marlene in the new uh, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, but the Disney Plus series, I mean, this last episode four. Uh-huh. Cause you're like, oh, he just got shot. Interesting. Well, Conchu's already resurrected him once, so I'm not <laughs> sure where this is going. <laughs> then he ends up in the mental institution and you're like okay now this is a twist this is a swerve and then he he rescues steven and they give that hug and they're all excited to see each other which you're like okay that's just weird (laughs) (laughs) and then then there's like the third uh the sarcophagus yeah i wondered about that i wondered about that which you figure is probably going to be Jake. I think it would be fun if it was Randall Specter, him as his own brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> the psychotic axe murderer? The psychotic axe murderer, yes. See, we, we are well read on Moon Knight. <laughs> Perhaps too well read. Too well. Who, who uh, in later stories, he actually didn't die in the park or that was a doppelganger. You know, he was they, impaled on a tree branch. No, no. They brought him back. Did they he, really? Yes. And oh, he that's was right. Convinced. They did. That's right. He convinced I read that, but I read that before I read the original story and didn't piece it together because it's all, you know, how I read. It's all out of order. 
Now, see, that would be a fun twist is to make him Randall, who also believes himself to be the avatar of some Egyptian god. Wow. And then we can all take the whole thing off the rails. Or it's the guy who's the Sun King, who's the avatar of Ra in the most recent run. Oh, I've okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm rooting for it to be Jake. I I because they just they they have to. I mean, it was Every, everyone's it was, expecting it. If you know anything about the character, you're going, well, we where's the taxi driver? I mean, right. And I, I hope that Isaac has a fake mustache to go with that persona. That he just like, well, ma'am, he moment into his pocket. I'm Jake Lockley. A big old porn stash, too. I want that, you know. The one with the handlebars. With the handlebars, yeah. And then he puts on the little Irish so, cap. <laughs> he starts talking like he's in a noir. Yes. <laughs> that would be fun. It would be. It would be. Um, I thought consciously when they segued to the uh, mental facility, I'm like, oh, look, he's in Legion now. Yeah, <laughs> which I didn't finish because I just it was making my head hurt. But um, <laughs> but it's exactly kind of the vibe it gave off that whole sequence. Oh um, yeah, and I'm really but, I mean, it was so nicely part. done that you actually until they they started running into sarcophagus knocking sarcophagi <laughs> that you're willing to kind of go with now we're trapped in Mark. And all of it makes sense. He's watched this and all this, and it is a fantasy. Yeah, no, it was well done. Because right up until that point, I was thinking in episode four, I'm like, oh, look, somebody stuck a reel of Raiders of the Lost Ark in my Moon Knight series. And then it (laughs) made perfect sense. I thought it was really well done. It was Alan Quartermain in the (laughs) Treasure of the Sierra Nevada with Richard Chamberlain. Yes. Or the other one with Stephen Collins. He did one, too. (laughs) That was uh, Tales of the Brass Monkey. Trails of the Brass Monkey. Yeah. And he didn't have was, a little kid sidekick, did he, in that one? I don't remember. <laughs> there's also Bruce Boxleitner with uh, Bring Him Back Alive. There we go. In, oh the, my post, God. in the post-Indiana Jones void um, <laughs> that we had in 80s television. Yeah. Wow. That's the other thing that I think strikes me is that uh, the original series of Moon Knight being in the early 80s, Sienkiewicz's art has, I to me, a late 70s vibe to it that, like, everybody is there's no big hair yet there's no puffy shoulder pads yet that it's very lean lean. yeah they're all very lean they're all very kind of late hippie grunge even guys with mustaches look like porn stars it's just it's just very and the writing is is not good better it's better than terrier by night but (laughs) it's well that's damning with that's damning with faint praise it's yeah it's terrier by nights are fake werewolf by night story <laughs> and uh, here's a thought imagine if the original series had been written by somebody like a don westlake Ooh. <laughs> oh. in that partner style <laughs> somebody who could actually do what they were trying to do and would have done it with like about you know half the words <sighs> Oh man! Now I just want to—I want Donald Rustling to write Moon Knight. That's oh man, that would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been way cool because <laughs> it was still a bit noir, but it would be like noir. It would have been sparse noir, whatever you'd call that. <laughs> sparse noir, Spartan, Spartan. noir, <laughs> noir, 
Noir Nouveau. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, now I see. I'm just like, oh, I want that badly. And because, I'll never get so, that. So, so when you get that word balloon that's like, you know, like 20 words long. About, it'd be like three. It'd be, yeah, exactly. You know, it, there would be no uh, a flash of silver and jet, you know, or there would be a flash of silver and jet lights the top, the, the you know. Yeah, it would have been so much better because there, there would no no tries at alliteration. There'd have been the, the no Stan Lee syndrome. Right. You know, the Mary Marvel Marching Society. Exactly. Everything would have been terse and tight and just like all the perfect words. You oh, know, man, how do we make who could do that now that we can uh, get? Well, we, <laughs> we I wouldn't I would have said Charlie Houston, but we know that didn't work because um, <laughs> apparently nobody. <laughs> exercised any editorial control over Chuck. <laughs> yeah. You want to rip his face off? Yeah, go for it. I don't care. Yeah, we're going to cut the Bushman's face off. Is that cool? Oh, and then Bushman comes back to haunt him. <laughs> <laughs> Without, okay. a Without a face. Without a face. Share the drugs. Um. <laughs> See, that would have been, I, I, you know, because I, I think then your storylines would have been tighter, terser, and it would have been... Uh, I think actually that I was like proud of myself this morning. I was well, like, it, work. Bruce oh, that would that one. That was so good. That's a <laughs> that's a sweet take. Um, it's it's the problem I see anytime I read any of those like late seventies, early eighties books in depth. Like they were tr- they were pushing against the, the Mary Marvel Marching Society style, mm-hmm. but they weren't getting that freedom yet. So you go all out, right? So you were seeing glimmers of it but it wasn't enough to offset the let's just call it what it is the not good writing the bad writing Mm -hmm. so many of those i mean and the other thing is i noticed when i was reading that that uh initial run there's the continuity is shit like there's no i think i said this before he killed all of his villains you can't grow a rogues gallery if they all end up dead on page 36 yeah, exactly. And, and you don't actually see any of them survive until the midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he got the Phantom of the Opera treatment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then a Bushman came back, but then even then that was kind of short-lived and uh, yeah. Crocodile Creed or whatever the hell that dude's name was. I just Yeah, it's just like, I, the character has never had any sort of like ongoing threat other than Bushman. And when you get he into that, that situation, face off. <laughs> but when you get into a situation like that with a character who you're trying desperately to define, you almost end up by default defining them by the villains. Mm-hmm. And the way they ran the villains in his early days didn't leave them anything them to, off. <laughs> they didn't leave him anything to fall back on and build history and continuity with. No, not at all. And I think everything okay. Oh, I was looking over at my, I'm actually, I've been relocated because the boyfriend was coming over, but I'm in the room with my actual books. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking over to see which ones I had sitting over there. Cause I think I have Houston's first little run collected. And then I think I have like the tail end of his first run collected. Anyway. I was just seeing what was over there. 
Yeah, I. Because I also have somewhere over there the uh, the Warren Ellis one where they create Mister Knight. That was actually pretty well done. In the show. Well, not necessarily that, but then the, the Ellis book where he like sort of just yeah. stepped into like I'm gonna wear a suit and look like the Kingpin in a luchador mask still could have been a disaster. I thought it was pretty well handled. It was handled. And actually I like the way that, that the way they had done it in, in the TV show too, because it, it was gonna be the suit that Stephen Grant dreams up, which is like, okay, that actually makes perfect sense yeah it did it did um, and there's a rumor to be a third suit out there really yes uh, well if, i noticed if the- bleeding cool and uh <laughs> movie <laughs> web and animated times can be believed and and what more reliable source could you be looking for um <laughs> we got this covered that would be <laughs> which which is they just you know they have like a set standard headline and they just type different movies and different uh <laughs> mad lib journalism it is very much <laughs> that's why you're like no no they didn't cast emo phillips in the new ant-man <laughs> <laughs> but by god why haven't they <laughs> Them particles going wrong <laughs> and they went big <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna roll tonight, sir. Oh, yeah, now working in the yard, rested. Now I want Emo Phillips in the Marvel Universe. Um, <laughs> now, if okay, here's where I'm just I'm, <laughs> this would have been brilliant if, um, if if the rumors to be believed and Nightmare is the villain of Doctor Strange 2, which okay. Emo Phillips is Nightmare with that weird cadence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it real or is it not? We'll never know. Ah, <laughs> uh. all right. Although, so, Doctor Strange is slowly turning into No Way Home, where everybody who's anybody's rumored to be in it. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that's gonna—that's how it's gonna go moving forward. I'm pretty sure that there will never ever be a movie that you're like, I never saw that coming. <laughs> They'll never see me coming. <laughs> Probably got to watch that short on Disney Plus, by the way. That was funny. I swear to God. I I know a lot of people were upset. People are like, oh, that was just this and this. It's like, you know what? That was such a brilliant MacGuffin. It really you was. Know? Actually, I remember being really annoyed. And then I'm like, you know what? Good for them. They got me. <laughs> they did. They got everybody. And then at and Ben Kingsley was so fabulous as both the Mandarin and Trevor. Yes. <laughs> and then for the payoff to be like 10 years later in Shang-Chi. Yes. <laughs> like, when, when they, like, what? I remember, <laughs> like, I think I said that out loud in about that tone of voice when Trevor showed up in Shang-Chi. I went, what? Yeah. yeah, no, no, I always, and I always like that you know, people are like, oh, they fixed the Mandarin. I go, if you watch the movie, the Mandarin ain't broke. <laughs> <laughs> they just never introduced him. Oh, let's see. Um, I had an idea. Oh, sorry, this. Okay, okay, go. You, no, you, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, the other thing I was thinking about with the Moon Knight is what we as fans 
are willing to like accept them carrying through through all the iterations because like uh -huh. okay the three personalities becomes whatever multiple personality disorder mm -hmm. and we're okay with that sure <laughs> you know? uh and then there's like the ultra violence and we're kind of like okay with that and then there's this whole mr knight thing and we're like okay with that <laughs> it's just sort of like you know well i think it's what, because we're we going to draw the line well i think it's because we want the character to work i mean we as fans see there's something there that's worth sticking with and they just haven't been able to stick the landing maybe i think that's the only another reason. 50 years <laughs> <laughs> on our deathbeds maybe they'll get it right i don't know well what's i mean now he's gonna end up they're gonna He'll, the character in the comics will reflect the character on the show and there's going to be changes made i mean I, I didn't expect him to lean as heavily into the egyptian mythology as they have no not at all that's been a bit of a surprise but it's been an interesting uh interesting move i've not hated it maybe the third personality is apocalypse <laughs> why not maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's who not marlene's dad was i don't know there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> But no, I think you're right. It's like you're waiting for them to stick the landing to to find that that you know one hook to hang him on. Yeah, and they just can't for whatever reason. They've gotten so obsessed with the multiple personality disorder that it's kind of gotten in the way of any. I don't want to say that's not character development, but any real character development aside from that, it doesn't. It always everything always hangs on that, and it tends to get in the way because narratively there's so much to cover every time you reboot the character. If somebody doesn't know it, you got to put that out there and it's got to make it established early and often, you know, there's, there was one of them. Uh, one of the, the, after the post Ellis ones, mm -hmm. we're like Moon Knight's going to fight somebody, but he keeps changing personalities. Like as he's on the radio, you know, call me Grant. Then he's like, Oh no, it's a tight fix. Call me Lockley. And you're like, okay, I'm not sure how this shit works. Uh, I'm going to believe that it's more along the lines of what like Oscar's doing when, you know, like he punches himself in the face. <laughs> little fight club action. <laughs> the fight club action. Um, and I don't think that it just like, you know, he's crawling through an air duct doing John McClane uh, with him, you know, channeling all of his, you know, Seagram's golden wine. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm Bruce sorry. Willis, yeah. I got it. Sorry. I got it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got it. Just yeah, beard. <laughs> Ooh, I zigged big time. You zigged on me. Uh, wow, that's a deep cut. Seagram's golden wine coolers. That's a deep cut. You just brought up. Uh, uh, I brought up uh, <laughs> Alan Quartermain, <laughs> and you countered with Bruce Boxleiter. <laughs> All right, fine, fair. That's fair. <laughs> so you'll see my bring them back alive and raise yeah. me a Seagram's golden wine cooler. Exactly. That, so somebody... be, that might be the title right there. <laughs> raise you this. I see your Bruce Boxlider and raise your Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the title. Oh, uh... man. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say? I uh, this morning I was walking downstairs from my newly reconstituted office, and I had this really random thought, and it sort of uh, reminded me of our our Sybil project. Um, 
And it's because yesterday afternoon there was a USFL game on yesterday afternoon when we turned the TV on. And the Philadelphia team has uh, the most awful uniforms. Have you seen them? Uh, but aren't they resurrecting the old USFL teams? Yes. So it'd be like the New Jersey Generals, the uh-huh. Denver Gold. The, yeah, uh... it's Fox and the NFL own it. I mean, it's it's just it's D-League football for the NFL and a way for Fox to have football on more often. Oh, God. I used to know those franchises. What, what... Uh, Houston Gamblers. Yes. New Jersey Generals. I have some untorn Generals – or sorry, not some untorn Gamblers tickets – around here somewhere like a set of four. Oh man because my father-in-law had uh had season tickets and we were cleaning out their house before they moved to costa rica i found an untorn set i'm like I, i'm taking those the you philadelphia the... stars okay is that you know I, I think so uh and the, oh my uh, god they're or like red and yellow and blinding yeah i'm looking uh the pittsburgh maulers because they were playing them yesterday i know that one Dallas has a team. Of course, Dallas has a team. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Philadelphia uniform uh, nearly put me into some sort of, uh, you know, seizure. But the point of all that is to say, for whatever reason, after watching that yesterday, I was coming downstairs this morning. I'm like, you know what? As big as Texas is, you could do a Texas league, a Texas football league. There's so many guys that play football in Texas that never make it past high school. You could put a team in every town in this, every big town in this state, even some of the medium sized ones you get, you could get guys to pay you to let them play. Oh yeah. The Texas football league. How do we make this happen? The TFL. Uh Uh-huh. The tiffle. So you'd have, you'd have Houston, you'd have Dallas, San Antonio, San Antonio Austin, Austin, El Paso, El Paso. There we go. Uh, you could do what I thought immediately Amarillo because then you get the Amarillo armadillos and you get your mascots, a yellow armadillo. I mean, I don't there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, you got to get one down in the Valley. So uh, somewhere, um, but yeah, I mean, shit, even a town the size of Beaumont could, it, I mean, you know, there's enough, enough towns in texas that you could do it you got a couple of teams out west texas uh you know el paso and somewhere else and wichita falls you got got to put one in the permian basement and call it the uh the lights i don't know <laughs> oh man i think this is a money maker if we can figure out how to do it yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one in Denton and call it Devon Eric's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. No, it's the, the Denton claws. The Denton claw. The Denton iron claw. That's on the side of the helmet. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, just that. <laughs> and... holding, a, was... holding a bottle of pills. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They open up with step inside my sleeping bag. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> that ain't gonna go! Unpunished! Oh. That was well played. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. Oh, so that's my brilliant idea for the day. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
That'd be good. But then, you know, it's only a matter of time before they like try and drag Shreveport and uh, <laughs> Tulsa into that. No expansion outside of the state. Okay, good, good, good. No, it's it's in the name. No, no <laughs> <Texas>. Shreveport. <laughs> you want to play, you come to Texas. We're not expanding. <laughs> we don't need to expand. It's Texas, goddammit. <laughs> we as need another big as team we ever play. need to be. If we need another team, we'll call Orange. Fort Worth gets a franchise. <laughs> Built-in rivalry with Dallas. Um, <laughs> Fine, you put one in Arlington, too. What the fuck not? That's the Dallas division. It's Fort Worth, Arlington, and Dallas proper. Oh, Amarillo. Um I like, like I said, the, not the Amarillo armadillos because the, the yellow armadillo amused me. Um, and El Paso. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go through an atlas and I'll have a list of teams for the next meeting. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Padre Island Breakers. There you go. <laughs> Why not? Everybody wants to play on the beach. That's right. Yes. That's how you sell the season tickets. <laughs> Oh, Corpus Christi. Duh. They have a minor league baseball team. We can give them a football team. Yeah. They can share a stadium. Yeah. The Whataburger Field. <laughs> there we go. That's No, that's it, actually. I, that's, yeah, I know. I, but, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they had some really fun gear this summer for that. Just for the stadium. Um, oh. Yeah. No. Uh, there's, there's stuff there. Wow. So we got Don Westlake right Moon Knight. The Texas Football League. The Texas Football League. And here's my hot right. here's my hot fan take. And I think oh, I texted yeah. it to you the other day, but I think uh um Taylor from Planet of the Apes is Doctor Who. Did that's he's part of the cycle? <laughs> yeah, he's one of the iterations of the Doctor because you know they were supposed to go into space and they went through time. I like it. There we go. And and the, the scene by the Statue of Liberty, him yeah. bemoaning mankind, it's even more poignant if he's the doctor. Because he walked away and they fucked it all up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of doctor, I watched the Sea Devils. How was it? I haven't watched it yet. It's, on, it's recorded. I haven't watched it yet. I may have to watch it again uh, because I didn't pay that close attention to it. And as I was reading online reviews, uh-huh. I thought to myself, did we watch the same show? Oh, no. <laughs> are they still doing Jody Dirty? That's all I want to know. Yeah, they are. Uh, they, see, they, they, uh... You know, they they finally, they, they put the kibosh on uh, the Yaz thing. Which oh, did this? Was, yeah. Because, okay. you know, she's like, oh, I, I've got no time in this life for a partner. And I'm like, we're <coughs> a song. <coughs> but if i ever settled down for one person it would be you like river song right yeah apparently regeneration gives you amnesia serious wait a minute yeah yeah even even capaldi knew who she was (laughs) true As they spent one night together on a planet where nighttime lasts 23 years, you know? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's just kind of like, um, I'm sorry, Chris, are you under the assumption that none of the fans of the show have ever watched the show? <laughs> yeah. I, I sometimes feels, it sometimes feels like that's where they're working from. 
we're just gonna make shit up and it's science yeah. fiction nothing else matters kind of situation right and and no yeah there's people who've watched the show for 50 years yeah those are the those are the ones you're really pissing off i'm like okay let's just see what comes next well i had high hopes but then the first couple stories you're just like so who is the bad guy racism uh (laughs) that ain't gonna go (laughs) no it ain't gonna go (laughs) there we go there yes nice uh I think the, the, the funny part, I always, it's like, if you're going to dump the companions, you kept, you had three. And quite honestly, the best one was uh, Graham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it, it always felt like he and the doctor had a connection that was born out of like, oh, these damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not wrong. It also might be our age where we're uh, where we're uh, identifying with Graham, but I don't know. But I always liked Graham. And I, the one episode, like I said, the, the, who is the bad guy? Racism was in the, the Rosa Parks episode where yep. you had the guy who escaped from jail. And I mean, who made no sense as a bad guy. Right. And Graham is the one who has to deny Rosa Parks his seat on the bus. And yeah. he's the one who has the black wife. And you're just like, that moment I thought was like, wow, if the rest of the shows could be like this, where there is just that personal connection that really kind of, you know, drives a point home. And uh, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just never touched on that again. <laughs> Shot their load right there. It's like that was their best moment. That was early. <laughs> it was early. And uh, yeah, I gave that show way more chances than it deserved. Yeah, I they have been floundering. I, I feel like they started floundering sort of the last bit of the Capaldi run. I thought the last season of Capaldi was uh, was was great. Like the last couple episodes before they got rid of Jenna, finally, who was the doctor by proxy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which once get you arrested in most states which would get you arrested <laughs> yes you, you, terribly sorry psychic paper doesn't work and you're going to jail <laughs> but i um, call out states that it might work but i'm gonna, not going to do that uh, <laughs> florida uh, <laughs> but no it, it was on the short list it was on the short list. but no there, there was i i thought like his uh yeah it, it was okay it was it was better because bill gave a new dynamic and but with a new companion you do have to go through sort of the cycle of showing them something wondrous in the future showing them something disastrous in the past showing them something spooky in the present and then kind of you know having sort of then the sort of adventure how the, and I, and then, well then, then you show them how the cybermen tie it all together yeah let's quit bringing those guys back them and the daleks we're done yeah, but I did think they sent him off well. Oh, for sure. For his, sure. his his final episodes were just fantastic, um, but there were a couple in the middle of that final season where he was blind that were just yeah. Kind of like, what are we awful. doing? That what was are we doing? Because <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like Bill at the beginning and I like the Bill episodes at the end, and the ones in the middle were just kind of so so. Yeah, and he had a couple strong ones there towards the end of season two, like uh, the one where he's trapped in the time loop. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, anytime, that one like, was great. Anytime you can pull off a groundhog episode and do it well, mm-hmm. you're good. Yes. I think where he goes out to face all the bad guys with the spoon and they're like, well, there's a story about the doctor. If he has something in his hand, it's too late already. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of played the malevolent war doctor that maybe you got a sense that he was remorseless. (laughs) I would like to see more of that piece of the doctor, quite honestly. They, They always hint at it in the people that can give that impression. Are you like, Tenet could give that vibe off. Yes. The, 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 Smith just... could not. Smith could not. But Tenet, you always, you could feel that undercurrent with him of I've done terrible things and if I have to do them again, I will if it's mm-hmm. for the greater good. And I always liked that more. Because yes. you because then he's struggling with himself rather than the events going on around him they sort of they sort of direct him and focus him but mm-hmm. the conflict is more internal and i like that better i think yes that'll work no tenant had a had a did yeah there was always like an edginess underneath it all like it was all playful but then he was always like what two regenerations removed from right it, you know yeah um it Capaldi- would have been interesting to see what capal and not capaldi uh uh oh, fuck it. what's his name the first one. What's his name? Eccleston. Yeah. If, what, if he hadn't gotten so pissed off, what he could have done, as you just said, as the first iteration past the Great War, he didn't get <laughs> enough time to get into it. No. They used him to reestablish the, the IP more than mm-hmm. anything. But I feel like that dude could have been a fucking menace <laughs> if he'd had time. Oh yeah, that he'd have like run like Tenet, you know, I'm a time lord. I'm I'm all, everything when he lost it in that one episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um yeah, see, and like uh, Donna was one of my favorite companions. Really? I did. I always liked Donna because I thought she kept the doctor more grounded because I couldn't stand Rose. Rose got I, on my nerves. Rose got on my nerves. Uh, Martha, or was it Martha? I like Martha. I like Martha. I like Martha until they gave her puppy dog eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And then it was like, uh, it's never going to happen, lady. When and she then, was standing on her own as as much of an equal as you can be to the doctor, she was an interesting character. I agree. I agree. And then I like Donna because I do felt that that Donna made the doctor more. Uh, compassionate human because you talk about that sort of edginess with tenant mm-hmm. i thought that she kind of blunted that in a weird way and made him more you know human i guess yeah, sir. i don't remember the one where they turned him who was the companion when they turned him into doby doby the the house elf oh remember that yeah, yeah with the master <laughs> yes and the only way martha. he got out of it, it was, was martha there, was it martha yeah oh yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was, he was Bobby. You're right. And then, you know, I, I loved Amy Pond and uh, Rory. Rory. Rory is underrated as a companion. Rory is poor Rory. <laughs> Although one of my favorite episodes, I think, of the Matt Smith is where he is house sitting with James Corden and he can speak baby. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> what was the baby's name? Was uh, Stormbreaker. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
That one was funny. Didn't they go play soccer or something in that? Yeah, they, they started yeah. with him playing soccer, just like kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> um, but then Jenna came along, and I just couldn't stand. And you know, Jenna's actually the actress, Claire, Clara. Clara. Couldn't take her after a while. Yeah. Well, she, she was the everything girl, and it just got to be too much. Exactly. Like the doctor was the became the secondary character. The doctor was the companion, yes. Yeah. The Clara show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that inversion of the dynamic never worked. No, it was terrible. Because you know the doctor's not going anywhere. I, I that's the thing about the companions. I try not to get invested in them. Clearly, <laughs> clearly that doesn't work, but um, <laughs> since they are our human gateway to the adventure, but you know they're not sticking around. No, that's right. They're just one one story arc from Oblivion. <laughs> that's right. Some have fared better exterminate, than others. Exterminate? What's that? What's that app? Well, back to the drawing board. <laughs> Time to go reload on Earth. <laughs> hey, hey, little girl. I got candy in the box. <laughs> the idea of the doctor <laughs> trolling for a companion. <laughs> <laughs> like if the circuits weren't broken the right. TARDIS would be a white van <laughs> so why are all his companions drunk at 22 year old girls uh, doctor's got a type <laughs> he kind of does which I thought was funny because they always hinted at something like that with, uh, with uh, Capaldi it's like, oh, when you're in the TARDIS, don't check the browser history. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. when they gave him a, a guitar, I thought that was that was, you know, a total kind of gimmicky thing. But still, I mean, the guy could play the guitar. Right. Well, you know, that that doctor is sitting on my desk upstairs. The the pop with the guitar and the sunglasses. Is I like on my that. <laughs> With it's him and the little Mr. Miracle Lego minifig and Bruiser Brody on my desk. Nice. Nice. I'll take them in a fight any day. <laughs> That's right. The uh, three of these are your, are going to defend you. The other six. I'll take those you. three. I'll take I'll that take a time Lord. <laughs> a time Lord, an apocalyptic escape artist, and fucking Bruiser Brody. Yeah, I'm good. Bring on the Hulk. Bring it on. <laughs> oh man Uh, did you see the thor trailer yet yes yes very excited very Very excited excited. i'm very excited because it just looks like it picks up where ragnarok left off (laughs) i told laura as soon as it came out i ran into the other room the thor trailer is like i'm like it's 12 you know like thor trailer's out and she's like and i'm like and I never thought I'd like I'd fall in love with Point Break Hall, Thor, but yeah, he's my guy. That's like, well, yeah, he's looking at his, but when you really love the people that you're with, it makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> and Thor just kind of leans in. Yeah. That's like, hey, maybe that's what's got them so upset. That, that seems a little woke there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't care. Hemsworth, I mean, you can say what you want about Evans and, and Downey, but Hemsworth may be the best casting they did. Um, and that they've let him kind of be himself and yeah, he, Thor into 
not dude, quite what if party thor dude bro damn thor. close he's dude bro thor for sure yeah i i, I told her i'm like it mean it looks like it'll be a fun movie but i just to have a full movie of of dude bro thor and, and peter quill playing off of each other i think i'm good <laughs> yeah. and supposedly we're getting beta ray bill bring it that's, that's what i say yeah there's again animated times Keith David opened a voicing Beta Ray Bill. And you're like, well, he'd be freaking awesome. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no arguments here. That's not like when you say Winona Ryder wants to be, you know, Beta Ray Bill. Uh, <laughs> that's just, that's just stunty. That's, yeah, that's just stunt casting. <laughs> David Keith, he was the lead gargoyle. I mean, yeah, this works. <laughs> Oh yeah, that would work. Um, yeah, but I would love to see Beta Ray Bill on the screen. I'm not gonna lie, you know me. I would too. I, you know, the was it Carbonite or whatever the hell it is? Uh, what is his race called? It's not Carbonite. Uh, horse, it, or it's horse, close. horse people. Horse space oh. horses. <laughs> Whispers. Space horse. Space horse. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in next month's issue of Terrier by Night. <laughs> say Wilbur <laughs> it's Space Horse <laughs> wait I can see the wires <laughs> like, a, like a Monty Python animation <laughs> oh man one of the better cosplays I did see at our local one was somebody came as King Arthur, King of the Britons, and his wife had the coconuts nice. and the chair strapped to her. It was actually very well done. That's funny. You got to have a go with wife to pull that off. You do too. You totally do. I do want to know how it is that like every steam cut punk couple that I, here's my problem with our local convention is that they are giving up way too much space to the cosplayers who in turn have brought in this Renaissance fair crowd. So there's one whole section uh, that's like, you know, dragon craft, you know, oh, you need to drink mead from a horn. Even babe is like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's like, you know, all the steam tunk, all the steampunk guys have a big bushy beard, the mm -hmm. stoved pot, you know, the Abe mm -hmm. Lincolns with the, with the uh, goggles on it, with the goggles on it and the gears, you know, mm -hmm. like in the, the little hat band. And then sure. their, their, their wife is wearing some striped bustier mm -hmm. inappropriately. Uh, and they've got the little jacket that has two buttons down here. So it yes. scoops down. Yep. And yep. Some, some sort of rough, like a roughly thing in the back. Yep. Yeah. I saw more of them than I saw of Moon Knight Assassin Creed's. <laughs> you know, you know what would be a funny cosplay. Now, uh, I just had an idea because you keep saying Assassin's Creed. <laughs> one of two ways I could go with this one, but bear with me. Um, Are you going to say a black dude in the hooded <laughs> thing with red, white, blue striped shorts? <laughs> that was fun. That was the first one. Apollo's Creed. <laughs> or two, the Russian guy. Assassin of Creed. 
I will break you with the goggles. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Oh. <laughs> I think the best part is I knew what you were thinking with Apollo's Creed. <laughs> but that one, you're going to have somebody falling behind you all day playing Living in America. <laughs> The red, white, the yeah, the stars and bar. Oh yeah, the nice of the the hooded a hat. Mm-hmm. And so your hood goes goggles. over the hat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it sits like three feet. High. <laughs> yep, Apollo's oh Creed. Apollo's Creed. <laughs> That's a backup feature in Terrier by Night, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, woo. <laughs> oh man, it's hot in this room. It's hot in here too. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. That was a good. Uh, since I'm back on the Planet Comic Con, I will say that I had a list of books I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't find anybody selling books. <laughs> <laughs> that has become a problem at Comic Con. That, that we're about ready to retire the comic from the from the vernacular part of it. Well, yeah, because like I, w- I wanted to look for uh, like vintage toys. I right. wanted to see if I could find like an old Spock Mego or uh, those little Shogun Warriors mm-hmm. or just anything that's like vintage toys. And there was one booth with vintage toys, one. <clears throat> um, but everybody else was just like uh, been there, seen it, done it. The T-shirt, the Tower of T-shirts, right. Island Online always there yeah with their three ancillary booths selling um (laughs) belts uh you know socks right uh mystery boxes uh um but yeah there was no anime dealers because the one i was going to work for was sick and nobody else had any of that stuff wow yeah well he missed an Uh, opportunity i think he did yeah uh stickers people selling stickers lots of stickers uh, like the three prong thing with the stickers yeah yeah mm-hmm. and pins um you know artist alley we walked through there and i told my daughter i was like geez i go man the investment in this stuff i mean because you've got to rent a booth have like a, you know the pull up the stand up to announce who you are hotel meals travel um and you got to sell a ton of stuff at like 10 and 15 or 20 bucks a piece to, to make it worth your while. Right. And I just didn't see a lot of those guys selling enough stuff to make it worth their while. If they got to take some of those as like, you know, lost leaders, tax write-off situations. Cause I mean, they're all self-employed. So, I mean, that's the only thing I can think that makes that make sense. Exactly. And, the, or that you're local. If you're yeah. local. Yeah. If you're local, sense. it's one thing, but if it's, if you're traveling, then, you look at something where it's a place you want to go. I'm going to take a hit on this one. I'm going to make it up here. Mm-hmm. And then I can offset the gains I make there. And maybe I'm, you know, overthinking it. But, but no, I could not find, <clears throat> I mean, I couldn't find it. There was one guy selling books. And I mean, book books, like he had trades. Right. You know, buy four trades for 20 bucks, that kind of thing. Uh, he had a great setup, a bunch of stuff that I I thought I needed, went away to check, came back. It was all sold. Then I actually looked at my list and it was all stuff I had. So I was like, oh, cool. I didn't miss out, but 
damn, <laughs> that <laughs> See, was fast. That tells you there's still a need or a desire to have to, to for that stuff to be there. Exactly. And you know how like there's usually, you know, two or three or a handful of booths where they have just, you know, 50 gazillion trade paperbacks in yeah. boxes. Two guys. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, even the Funko booths were kind of played out. Well, that's going to happen, right? Yeah, well, I was going to say, from my perspective, I'm looking for Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> which... <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you've entered uh, really rarefied air at that point. Wanted to have, yeah. Um, although I did manage to find one. And the chase, Glow in the Dark, which they actually cast it in. in Funko used to cast them in Glow in the Dark plastic. And I mean, mm. those things glowed. And anymore, they do Glow in the Dark paint, which, you know, maybe if you like stand in the room with bright light and then you close your eyes and you see the ghost image it glows right oh, really? <laughs> or you some of them are you like you said they're going i think it's glowing i think it's glowing i'm, I'm squeezing my eyes real tight and i can see the aura you know and it's <laughs> it's it's gone clear and uh then you open your eyes and you don't even know what the hell you've got in your hand <laughs> um but no it's actually pretty cool and yes it's japanese spider-man so he's the the sent from hell is he on your desk uh no he's downstairs in the oh well room. we'll need to see him next time we'll need to see glow in the dark yeah i wanted to mention one thing that i read recently and i think you would like it um i was just looking through you know because i'm getting close to the end of of graphic novels at the library apparently because i keep going i don't want to read that i've read that i don't want to so it's <laughs> i'm taking some chances at this point uh Boom Studios has done some really cool Planet of the Apes stuff. Oh, okay. They did, and this is where that's how I got to the tailor is the doctor, by the way. But anyway, um, <laughs> they set theirs in the time after the ape human war in Conquest. Okay. And before the first movie. Oh. So that period where the apes take over and the humans are still they're still there they're still talking uh but they're losing the ability to speak through through generations and it's really cool because i'm like that's never been explored before and it was a really cool read okay cool um give me a second i'll tell you what the, there was two books um give me a second i can tell you what they were um it's, they were like the trades were complete series runs so um it was before the fall was the first one no hold on i, I misspoke so the first one is just called planet of the ape omnibus is by daryl gregory okay and then the second one is before the fall and that's where they start weaving some of the characters that we know from the original movies in oh. in the first series, Zayas is like the new guy on the council. So it's baby Zayas. So he's your intro. He's the guy, you know, okay. but he's at the very beginning of his rise to power. And then in the second series, you get, you get Cornelius, you get Zira as younger apes and sort of in like Zayas is sort of mid-level, almost to the peak of his power. It's really almost cool to the lawgiver. Yes, almost yes. And, worthy. And of they, his own that mug. was the really coolest part. Was they covered the lawgiver stuff 
in detail and how the, the lawgiver's words got passed down over time and how they evolved. Oh, very cool. If you have a chance to pick those up, you or anybody else that's a Planet of the Apes fan that's listening to us, highly recommended because it's a really interesting idea to, <clears throat> to place it in that time frame. Okay, then. So that's all I got. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I do have a monkey on my desk that someone was so kind as to send me. Aha, uh-huh, there we go. Uh-huh, Baby uh-huh. Grod. Baby Grod. I haven't opened him yet. I was gonna open. I was gonna do an unboxing. Wanna do an unboxing? Unboxing. Unbox. Hey, I saw your good buddy Alex Jones uh, declared a uh, bankruptcy. Damn it! <laughs> Gotta sell me some more brain pills. <laughs> oh, I hate when they do this. They threaded oh. the cape through the plastic. <sighs> I hate that. It really makes the unboxing really difficult. It really does. All right. Oh, he popped out. All right. So let's see. Tiny Grod from the Super Villains line. Nice. Heroes oh. Unite. So he's got some good articulation there at the arms. Okay. They can make monkey fists. Nice. Raise um, them up. Dukes up. Got oh, inter- yeah. Interesting uh, hip flexors. The ones that go out to the sides. Yep. Um, hold on. He came with some accessories there. Can you see him? Oh, nice. Yeah, you just got him in camera. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's got the, uh, it says, which uh, collectible trading card somewhere. Find that. That'll be a good bookmark. But it says three surprise accessories inside. Let's see. Oh, surprise accessories? Look, there's like three little lockers. Oh, let's see. Oh. Get... You know, it's, for it's, all the things that DC it's... does wrong, their toy division made a hell of a, cha- uh, a choice in going with McFarland for this stuff. Yes. Okay. Monkey Shield. Oh. Can you see him? Okay. There we go. Monkey Shield. Monkey Shield, Monkey Do. Monkey Spear. Oh. Borderline racist. <laughs> Monkey Morning Star. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> so yeah. So I just completely devalued this. I hope you know our listeners don't uh, lose their don't, crap. I hope they don't, but I don't really care. Um, oh, there's the trading card. It's on the inside of the package. So it's uh Rod oh, nice. fighting Superman. So I just gotta tear along the perforations. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Something else fell out. I don't know what it is. it's the instructions for how to put things in his hands (laughs) oh it's actually the list of all the characters oh okay cool and on the back side it's got little uh diorama backgrounds or it tells you which series oh that that's the different series so grod comes from the legion of doom series oh he comes with along with superman aquaman Shazam and Wonder Woman. So that seems unfair. It doesn't seem very doomish. That's a that's well. A good... it, it doesn't seem fair to Grodd that there's like the four of them taking him on. In fact, there's only two villains in the entire line. There's a <laughs> there's there's a Reverse Flash, 
okay. Dr. Professor Zoom, Dr. Zoom, and Grodd. All the rest of them are heroes. <laughs> okay, then. That's a little, that was one of the great things I always liked about Migo was uh, they gave you the villains to go with your, your good guys, your heroes. Because I had. And an almost jo- equal measure. Yeah, I had Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, uh, somebody else. I didn't have the Riddler for some reason. I don't know why. There was a Mr. Mixpedalix, which was a weird looking one. I think they just repurposed the penguin's body and um, made Stuck it. Stuck a weird head on it. Yeah, put a derby hat on him instead of a top hat. Um, <laughs> cut the nose Whatever. off. Whatever works, baby. And then I used my Cornelius was my Grodd. <laughs> okay, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, and there was I mean, there was a Green Goblin. I didn't have it, but I know there was one. Um, so thank you for the monkey. You're welcome. Much obliged. Let me take him off the microphone. I'll put him right here next to Terry Funk for right now. <laughs> what else do we need to cover today? I don't know. Any more Is dance that- competitions in your future? Next weekend. Where are you going next? It's it's local, so oh. th- that's a good thing. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, management has determined that we will all work better together uh, if we spend time with each other away from work, getting to know one another. All right, is that a work retreat announcement? Uh, not a work retreat, just if we were to like go to a fancy dinner with uh, the other managers and their families, their spouses. Gotcha. Oh, hold on. Connor wanted us to call him. He had an update for us. I almost forgot. Oh, okay. Let's see. I'm not sure that I want to get this update, but let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, the last update was a little kind of, why did he shave his head? Oh, no. He wanted to be more like his dad. Is that it? I don't know. Connor, are you there? <laughs> hey, boy, are you there? I thought he learned and wasn't going to pick up the phone when we called anymore. Hello, Connor. Hold on. Oh, something was, he could hear me, but I couldn't hear him. Hold on. All right, hold on. Let me see if I've got this thing connected. That's probably what it is. Yep, that's what it is. No, it's connected. Hold on. All right, so I'm going to try this one more time. Let's see. Got to learn how to do this on the fly. Can you hear me? Speak up, son. Oh, wait. I'm being really loud, bro. There you are. I had the, I'm sorry. I had the wrong uh, the wrong slider turned up. Sorry. I had the phone turned up, but you're coming through the Bluetooth. Sorry. Sorry. Bro, so, you're so silly. I can hear you. You can hear me. Um, <laughs> so um, earlier today, I was talking to the boy, and he asked, uh, he knew we were recording today, and uh, he asked us to call him because he had an update, and um, so I guess fire What's away. It's for the boot count segment. All right. You're up to one. I'm up to two. Two? Oh, I got it, Steve, because I'm shaving my head. You funny. You funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> funny guy over here. A little bit ill. 
Oh no. Yeah, funny guy over here. Real funny. Well, Steve did Real want to know why stuff. you shaved your head. He did ask me that I was dialing out. So okay, you're... well, here at the Slurp Post podcast, we take mental health serious very seriously, and I'll just say I was off my head. Okay. Okay. I thought maybe head lice, but whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are living in a Close dorm. Enough. You're living in a dorm. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, you're living in a dorm. It's not outside the realm of possibility. That is possible. Very true. Well, congratulations. You've doubled your uh, your uh, number since last time. No, nah, she mid. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rude. No, nah, I just friends on her just now. What? Wait, so you're going to come on and brag and then kick her to the curb? Yeah. Okay, I may have to discontinue this segment. It's not very friendly to women. Well, they should stop being unfriendly to me. And then, well, they should stop being unfriendly to me. It was misogynistic in the first place. You're already objectifying women. What's the point? What? What? I said it was misogynistic in the first place. We're objectifying women, so I thought it would be cool. Who, you know? who, I'm trying who, to be cool. Who's, 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 oh, object- well. who's objectifying women? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, he does have a point uh, by by us initiating a count. <laughs> well, <that's true. laughs> he's 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 not that far out of line. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Stop it. The crowd goes wild. Steve and I agreed. I guess make it three though, because I looked at myself. Right there, you go. There you go. Talk about a lot of Moon Knight today, huh? Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> some Moon Knight, some Doctor Who. Uh, That's gorillas. like three weeks of Moon Knight, guys. We got one more show to go. But by then, it'll all be done. It's yeah. been a lot more than three weeks of Moon Knight, just so you know. Oh, boy. Well, don't talk about Saul, because I want to listen, and then I can't listen if you're talking about Saul. About what? <laughs> about Better Call Saul, which started. Oh man, I saw the season premiere, and you talk about wanting to see more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you get to the end, and you well, it, yeah, there's that one scene, but no, uh, you know, that, that it, one scene is yeah. Well, they just do such a nice job of the slow burn and the slow build, um, you know, yeah. Uh, Definitely hooked. Definitely looking forward to more. Yeah, yeah. He he's funny because he he can't watch it. He got I didn't. Laura and I didn't watch it, and then the boys watched it because I was like, okay, it's Breaking Bad. It's a it's a, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. But we watched it all. Okay, they've done a really great job with that show. But he has no cable in his dorm room, so he can't watch. That's right. Oh, so man, I gotta wait. I gotta ignore spoilers. It's gonna be rough. I had a friend. I shouldn't tell you about them blowing up Howard's car, right? What's that? Oh yeah. Shouldn't tell him about blowing up Howard's car. <laughs> Damn. I don't remember that. I don't think that happened. I think that was a it was just a dream. Yeah, it was just a dream. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, so I'll get it now. It does feel it's like a fever good, dream. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> He's a funny guy. All right. We have well, our moments. We do. We've had several in the last couple of episodes, actually. I am the moment. You are the moment. And now the moment has passed. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, bud. Have a good Uh night. Bye. Thank you, bud. Okay. So, I guess that's how we're. I should have just made up stuff about Better Call Saul. I I thought you were about to, and I was going to play along. I was going to, and then. Oh, man. (laughs) I was going to improv it. I was going to end it. When they killed that dude. (laughs) 
and Saul took his identity. Yeah. And when no, they opened the show, have you seen it? Have you seen the preview? Yeah, the I first have. episode. I, yeah, I love the scene in the in the, in the uh, in the club. That's okay. Oh, You're yeah. a good guy. You're just following orders. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was Odin Kirk is so good in that role. It is just uh, hard to believe it's the same guy that from Mister Show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. In the Ben Stiller show. Yes, yes. <laughs> but oh. uh, no, it's a great show. I, I was happy to see it come back. I've been having a good couple of weeks of TV here. So we're going to wrap up Moon Knight and wrap up Picard, maybe, probably. Then they're going to start the new Star Trek show with uh, Captain Pike. Nice. I'm looking forward to that because uh, I think I only watch it for the ship porn. And the new Enterprise uh, just looks amazing. So, <laughs> all right, Steve's addiction to ship porn. I'm putting that on the show uh-huh. notes. Um, yeah, we've been binge watching Billions, which I think I've said it before, but Laura and I definitely have a show type. We like to see ugly people doing ugly things to other ugly people. Uh, it's one of the things we enjoy. So, that we're almost done with that show, caught up with it, and then Ozark will come back. I'm looking forward to Ozark. Yeah, the body count on that should be something special. (sighs) And uh, Barry is coming back soon as well, so that's another good one. Yeah, I keep leaning over. I'm, you know, the boyfriend came over. Yeah, it's (laughs) just like my shoulder hurts, and so every now and I like leaned over and I looked. I was like, okay, now you just see like my knee and me. (laughs) I didn't say anything about the glamour shot earlier, but it's a yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like looking at this, going, you know, I don't want like that. Yeah, <laughs> that just looks weird. I, I didn't say anything, but yeah, it does. No, yeah, it did. It was weird because I think I, I noticed like like my my pouring you know exercise shorts, and they had like ridden up, and I like was yeah. pushing them down, and I'm like going, oh, did I just have one of those awful Zoom moments? <laughs> you didn't. I'd have let you know. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> we just we cut this one off early, um, so. So, uh, yeah, so I think uh, that's the end of episode 42. There we go. I think we did good work here today. Oh, yeah, we had, you know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I'm working on my next uh, Moon Knight. uh, Is it Wednesday yet drawing? What are we doing this week? This week we are doing the Fist of Conchu Moon Knight. Oh, with the, Bring me uh, the belts. Yes, with the the gold, I don't know. Okay, I have a request bands. for this one. Huh? I have a request for this one. Oh, yeah? Make him in the Young Bucks pose. Do you know what that is? The Young Bucks pose? Right now, I've got him. <laughs> oh, I should look that up. You should. I, it was, if for this particular one, I think it's the right, the right way to go, if you haven't done it already. Uh, I've got him now kind of in a Saturday Night Fever pose. Okay. Because of the gold bling. Okay. I'm looking up the Young Bucks pose right now. Hold on. All right. Let's, I can do that as well. Oh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yeah, that's fun. Who cares? Everybody says it's about free speech. It's like, no, nah, it's about a rich guy got his feelings hurt. Yeah, pretty much. It's like in the movies where somebody, you know, offends the rich guy and he goes and buys the place that offends him. There you go. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. 
Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, I, I got that. I, I, <laughs> I pulled up my own images. Uh, so, uh, oh, boy. I, I might be. Let's see. Can we share screens on this thing? or did you um, I probably have it turned off, but hold you on. You did have it off. I can. I probably can fix that. I think maybe. Oh, we should say that we're like we're done, and then we can do all this in the post. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So, all right, we'll do the we'll do the, the this uh, later. But uh, this has been episode forty-two of Slurp Dope Podcast. I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve, and we will see y'all in two weeks later. All right. Bye. Bye.